A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We are here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host, Fisher, and I am joined by the podfather, Krusty. Hi, everyone. Uh, you'll notice we have a man down again this week. Uh, Keeney is missing on the pod for the second time. Not in a row, so that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm the only one with a 100% record so far. Um, Crossy's missed one show. Keeney now missed two. Um, so I don't think it is okay. <laughs> I, I, I think Keeney has stood in a big old pile of cowboy shit. Cowboy and he's stuck shit. in it. Cowboy shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's not really the crown jewel of of recharge wrestling is he because that suggests he's he's the star i think um he's more like the great cow balls of fire pay-per-view that's the worst name of a pay-per-view i could think of uh, I'm sure i think i only got worse. one didn't it did that have one pay-per-view yeah and was it? it was a banger of a pay-per-view but um so you know it was actually a good show but uh i remember it was uh braun and roman had a crazy Crazy ambulance match, I think it was. Oh, yeah. That was when WWE was firing pay-per-views out like Freddo's. Yeah, it was. It was a raw, I think it was a raw-only show. Anyway, so today we are here to discuss, obviously, the big pay-per-view from the last week, AEW Full Gear. We'll be reviewing that pretty much in full. Um, we'll go through the card and, and tell our, give us your thoughts on every match. We will discuss WWE's build to Survivor Series and preview that coming up at the weekend obviously no predictions because Keeney's not here anyway um, and we'll talk about the rest of Raw and Smackdown and anything interesting that happened anything from Dynamite last night but we'll probably link that into full gear and then a little bit of talk on NXT as well as our usual skid marks just the two skid marks this week although I do know what Keeney's was going to be because um, he did tell us earlier so I will mention that briefly <laughs> when we get to that segment um, but we'll start with full gear so um, before we talk about our overall thoughts on the show um, I'll just mention the pre-show because um, there's not a lot to say about that but uh, there was a Dante Martin interview in the ring um, obviously he's with Leo Rush at the moment Leo Rush wasn't at the show because his grandfather had just died and he was having some time off and the acclaimed come out and try to um, get him to join them um, and he refused and basically beat them up um, so there's that and then there was a tag team match um, a women's tag team match, Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. And um, who else was it? <laughs> I forgot. <now>. God's <laughs> sake. Um, yeah. But anyway, th- that match was, I mean, I've got hardly anything written on it. It was an okay pre-show match. Um, it's not really a lot. Of- oh, it's Thunder Rosa. Of course. That's who it was. Um yeah, I've got notes, a couple of notes on it. Um, there was a biting spot from uh, Nyla, and in the end, Shida rolled up, rolled up 
your favourite finish, Krusty. So you, oh. uh, Shida rolled up Nyla for the win. Um, and then they had a match. They actually had a singles match in the tournament on Dynamite uh, last night. Um, but if we get to the main card, and we'll discuss that more because we've got a lot to get through. Um, so the opener was obviously MJF versus Darby Allen. Um, wow. Yeah, give me your thoughts on this match. What an opener for a start. That's, that's a way to get the crowd going, isn't it? Yeah, this match yeah. over-delivered, in my opinion. It was amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. And they showed off some serious wrestling skill. Um, we know they're both great wrestlers, but sometimes you don't always see it because MJF's always on the microphone or he has quick matches. And obviously Darby Allen's famed for doing crazy moves. But some of the wrestling they were showing off at this match was so impressive. I thought it was amazing. Um, yeah. And one thing that was refreshing, there was no one dominant person. It was so even throughout. And it wasn't like someone was beating them down. And Because I, I half expected MJF to beat up Derby for ages and ages. But it wasn't like that. It was so 50-50 the whole, the whole way throughout. Yeah, this match took me by surprise. Yeah, it was so amazing. I was expecting this to be a good match, but like not a match of the night contender. Um, and I know Keeney said that his, this was his match of the night. We actually ran a poll which I'll, I'll talk about now before I forget about it. And this actually did win the poll vote for Man of the Match. Uh, Man of the Match? Man of the Match of the Night. Man of the um, Match. Man of the Match. It's not a football pod. Um, match of the Night. So, um, yeah, it, it edged out um, CM Punk and Ed, Eddie Kingston and Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, which I think had about 30% of the vote each. I think it shows how good a pay-per-view this was. Yeah, there wasn't uh, a... It was such a stacked card, wasn't it? And... Um, all of it really most of it delivered and i'll go into that a little bit later yeah um, why i only say most but there was a segment i really enjoyed where um i say about not being one dominant person and it's usually not something i'd like but i thought it was done really well where they were like pinning each other in different cradles and roll-ups yeah um, and it wasn't silly it was like showing that they were both evenly matched um also showing skill and, and uh, i really enjoyed it it's not something you get from those two as well yeah, it was um, a different type of match for Darby Allen in a way. Um, although he did still do something. He did a coffin drop onto the outside. He still had to get some oh, crazy that was spots insane. in. Uh, I've noticed that there was, a, there was a pile driver by MJF on the apron to Darby as well, which was a big spot. Tombstone, um, wasn't it? No, almost. It yeah, insane. yeah, almost. Um, we did get some interference in this match, as you probably expect from Spears and Wardlow and then Sting. But it didn't really... Um, it kind of... Well, it did but lead Sting destroyed finish. him, didn't he? Yeah, and I really what I liked about this match is I really liked the finish as well. Yeah. Um thought it was really clever. MJF yeah. um gave Darby the skateboard. Yeah. Um Darby's tempted to hit him with it, obviously would cause a DQ, doesn't. Um the ref takes the skateboard and as he's going to the ring, MJF uses his uh ring, which he uses a lot in matches. I always forget he has that. And then yeah. I think that's what's so clever about it. And then he uses that. And then he was bragging that he could beat anyone with a side headlock. And he did that and then did a side headlock to win. Yeah. So I thought it was a really <laughs> clever, clever finish to this match. Um, I actually had, I was, I was on our predictions as well, I was the only one to have MJF. So I was happy with that. Um, you two both. I know. I, I thought that Darby Allen has lost sort of too many feuds and matches now. That's why I assumed he, he yeah. might win this one. But I can now probably. I don't know. I, I just think MJF's he's just going to go up and up and up, isn't he? Yeah. He, um, surely he's going to win the world title eventually. Yeah, he's you got think. to. He's got to at some point, right? Because he's just on fire and he never loses. So eventually they've got to put him in that position. 
great to be to have him beat. To be honest, that would be a person to beat Hangman further down the line. Yeah, yeah, he he would probably at the moment he'd probably be my choice to be the next. I know even he's just got an AEW champion, so obviously Hangman's going to have it for a while. But the next, if I had to pick right now, I'd probably pick MJF to be the guy yeah. to beat him. Um, yeah. He's the standout probably for me at the moment. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing. And that, that, I mean, there's some great, great counters as well in the match, which is nice to see. Um, there, there was a, po- a point where Darby was trying to hit a destroyer, I think. And MJF just turned it into a power bomb, and it just looks so smooth. Yeah, I, I was shocked by the smoothness and the sort of, like you said, the technical moves in this. Yeah, wasn't clunky um, at all. It was amazing it was match, beautiful. great finish, and I was happy with perfect way to open well. the show as well. I, I, I when I, I was a bit surprised this match opened, and then when, once the match happened, I was like, "That's a perfect opener." Like yeah. you couldn't have couldn't have gone any better. So, are we ready <laughs> to move on to the next one? Yeah, definitely. So, so the believe... second match was FTR and the Lucha Bros. Yes. Such a fast-paced match. I absolutely love this. Sierra, Mido. <laughs> I hope I pronounced that right. I get so excited when um, Penta does that. I, 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 it's never got old for me. I absolutely love it. No, I love it as well. Especially when he's right in their face as well. It's just like so insulting, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I thought it was really good. It was such a fast-paced match. Um I didn't. I weren't too keen on the tying the mask to the rope thing. That, yeah, that was a bit of a slowdown. I, and I was going to say segment. I didn't like the finish to the match either. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but um, there were some cool spots in it. Um, there was a really good Eddie Eddie Guerrero tribute in it. Um, yes, there was um, the AAA tag team title belt used by FTR into a brainbuster. I thought that was, that was a great near fall. I thought it was going to be a three count for a second. Um, so many pin attempts. Yeah, I thought we were getting a title change. I thought was ending it. Honestly, um, yeah, there was a lot in this match of good near falls and, and things. There, like there was even a, a a pretty awesome double double pin and kick out um, as well, which I thought was really clever. I really enjoyed that segment. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good match overall. As I said, the only thing I didn't like from it was the finish itself, which um, I think it was cash. I, went putting mask on and the ref didn't realize he was the wrong man. And he, so they actually pinned the man that wasn't the legal man in the match to win. So I had a bit of an inside scoop on this. I heard that Dax got knocked out or injured during the match. And they were supposed to put more emphasis on this ending, but they just needed to get it done. That Which is why, sense. if you look, if you watch, if you sort of think about the match, Cash was taking a lot of the big hits and the lifts, and that's because Dax was injured at that point. And apparently, there's a little bit of backstage salt because Phoenix, right, right, there's a bit of a courteous thing where the wrestlers check up on someone if they've hurt them. Yeah. Apparently, Ray Phoenix hasn't checked up on him. I, I did see afterwards. actually an article, I can't remember who was reporting it the other day, about there being some backstage heat on the Lucha Bros. Yeah, about that is I I didn't read the article. I just saw a headline about it. So that yeah. could be related to that. If that in that case, I can forgive the finish. And it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a ter- terrible finish to the point where it ruined. No, it was the match. confusing, wasn't it? But I just thought it made the ref look like an idiot. Yeah, I think <laughs> some of it. It was supposed to be exaggerated, and I think they just needed to end it. So it did look a bit odd. So but the problem was the commentators it. obviously didn't know what was going on either because they were like they were playing into it like. Oh, yeah. why we can sit clearly see it's cash. Why can't the ref? Yeah. Um, whereas if they'd have 
played along, if they'd have played dumb, although it may have made them look stupid as well, that might yeah. have worked better because at yes. least everyone would have been on the same page. Whereas it just made the ref look stupid. Um, yeah. So I wasn't particularly fussed on the finish, but if if that is the reason for it, then His I reasoning. guess they did what they can. Yeah, and Mr. Phoenix needs to be a nice guy and check out <laughs> wrestlers if one of them's got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. No matter how good, that's he is. the important thing. Yeah, in a match is. I think he's okay. There's no reports he's badly injured no. or anything like that. No, no, I've not. I just think he took a bit of a nasty bump. So, well wishes to Mr. Dax. Um, and so the the third match of the night was Miro versus Brian Danielson. Um, good match this one. Not, I would say overall probably not as exciting as the opening two matches on the card. Um, but. Another good match. I mean, Brian just is having like wrestling clinics every week at the moment with various different people. Um, yeah. This was much more sort of slower paced. Miro's quite a power wrestler. He's quite, a, he's one of a rare, he's quite rare in um, AEW because he's quite, he's bigger than most people. Um, so there was a lot of, um, it was a different style of match, obviously, to the, the, the opening two, I would say. But it was still good. I haven't got a ton of notes for this, but it's still Me good. Me neither, weirdly, which, it's a shame, really, because it's actually a really good match, but obviously not as hyped as some of the others because I haven't, I haven't really laid no. anything down. And in terms of the winner, um, obviously we've got another submission finish from Brian, and he just seems to be using different submissions each week to win matches, which I love. Yeah, um, and it's a different. Again, I I predicted. I think me and you both predicted Brian to win this match, but Keeney predicted Miro to win it. It was yeah. one of those where I think we all thought it could go either way. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the right, I think it was the right call. Um, and having watched Dynamite, I, I, I mean, we might Definitely. as well go into this now, um, but very interesting segment at the start of Dynamite um, with Brian in it um, that really, I think, cemented this feud um, beautifully. Amazing to finally uh, to see. Uh, it's quite early on, actually. We're seeing Daniel Bryan, but, sorry, Brian Danielson potentially going heel. Um, yeah. I think he's almost sh- showing that. And uh, there was a couple of really cool lines. There was. Um, I loved I actually, it when he talked about WrestleMania when he got booed. Yeah, I, I think that's so clever. Why not? I mean, there's no no taboo against talking about it, is there? No. Um, but I, I like. I like it if he becomes his character is that he's bragging about being a WWE guy. Because a lot of AEWs, when they mention WWE, it's normally digs and negative stuff. Mm-hmm. I would love it if Brian's heel character is, I like WWE, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, I was great in WWE. And he I was. I think that would work. Yeah, because he, he I did like was. the fact he was like, I wrestled the next day. After yeah, yeah. That was I, I loved um, the fact that Hangman as well, I think one of the lines you're probably talking about, Hangman Page said, um, uh, I beat him and I didn't need 30 minutes because obviously Brian had the 30 yeah. minute draw with, with that Kenny. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting this. My only slight criticism of the, the heel turn is it kind of come out of nowhere. There yeah. doesn't really, there's not really a reason for Brian to turn heel other than the fact he's facing the biggest baby face in the company. Now who's won the belt, you know, there is no story. Well, I suppose he almost triggered him in. It's almost like he triggered him in the ring. When he said about the 30 minutes thing, he was like, he, he was, I, I suppose he, he got under his skin though, because he said it wasn't Kenny Omega, which yeah, I suppose yeah. is understandable yeah. though, because he did want another match with Kenny Omega. Yeah, so he, he does have a reason to, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was interesting. It just kind of came out of nowhere, but I, I dig it. I, I like, like that sometimes. Just Yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. It makes their feud more interesting because I thought they were just going to have 
a match on Dynamite with not really any build. Um, and his bit, and the fact now he's having matches with all of the Dark Order. Like he, he had a match of Eva Lono last night on Dynamite. And then next week in Chicago, he's facing Colt Cabana in his hometown. So I think that's really an interesting wrinkle to the story before he goes and faces Hangman. So I really like what they've done there. Um, yeah, it's cool. And, and giving him some lines as well to really get under the, the crowd's skin. Yeah, I, I, um, I thought it was going to be very difficult for the crowd to turn on Brian. Definitely. They Cow- did. Stuff very like quickly. Cow- cowboy shit involves flapping your gun gums. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Not, not wrestling, it involves flapping your gums. That is a great line. They, they all love Hangman in that town, yeah. don't they? So, well, it, was his home, it was his home state anyway. And yeah. he's probably, in general, in AEW, very, very popular. So... If Brian's going to turn heel against anyone, it makes sense to be yeah. Hangman. Um, but it's just very interesting. Excited if... to see what he does. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I'm really looking forward to We've this. We've got a lot of big heels now, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wonder if we're going to get an Omega face turn again or something like that. I don't know. Well, he's going to be, from the looks of it, we'll talk about it when we get to the main event, but it looks like he's going to be away for a little while. Yeah, um, maybe a return and eventually. But maybe he will return and, and I can see him being a babyface again fairly soon because I can see there being some sort of turn where Cole and the Bucks turn on him possibly um, whilst he's away and or, or something happening. Um, so let's move on to talking of Cole and the Bucks. The next match was Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian in a Fool's Count Anywhere match. Um, I know you love this match, so I'll, I'll let you talk about it. So I, I, I was excited mainly because of the super click. Um, I, I know Jungle Boy and that's got it in them, and Christian's got, got a good match. But wow, what a match! They they went for it, didn't they? they yeah, really they really did. For it. Um, stuff like Jungle Boy diving diving out the ring three times, and then on the third one got smashed in the face of a bin. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was great. He's like, just absolutely ruins the momentum. Yeah. Luchasaurus, I think, is underrated. For the size of him, he can pull off some insane moves. Yeah, he did a shooting um, star press, didn't he, off the stage? Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think I've ever seen him do before. I don't think I've seen him do that before. No. Um, He's incredible, was- isn't he? Yeah, that, that was really good. Um, it was great. Yeah, this was a great match. Um, really fun. I expected, it's kind of what I expected it to be. Um, Weapons galore. Yeah, there's trash cans, there was chairs, you know. Um, t- obviously, there's a table spot. Cole went through a table at one point. It's quite nice to see Adam Cole in this sort of match. Because yeah. normally they're t- almost too gritty when he's it. Because I'm thinking back to his NXT days. The ones with weapons were always quite slow pace savage mm. matches um whereas this was more just absolutely wild smashing each other with anything you could get as you yeah. said um jungle boy did a hurricanrana um yeah. sort of outside through a table that was yeah. absolutely mental so he took some big hits they're not protecting him and sort of letting him do all the, the, the big no not at all he's gone straight into um Big stuff. But, um, yeah, there was, there was Matt Jackson did an elbow drop on Luchasaurus through the table as well. I've got that yep. written down as a big spot in the match. And they got Thumbtacks out at one point, which yeah, I'm always having mixed opinion on Thumbtacks because sometimes I like the spots and sometimes I don't. Um, but they put them in the mouth here, um, which was okay. It didn't really lead to much. Um, no. But it was still a bit of fun. There was a choke slam onto the ladder by, uh, by Luchasaurus as well. 
Um, his, I've, I've written down that his power moves added something to the match because the Young Bucks were yeah. flipping and flying around. So was Jungle Boy Cole to an extent. I thought Luchasaurus's power moves added quite a lot to the match. It worked so well. It was such a good balance. And then Christian was doing sort of quite slow technical wrestling, which it really works because it was different segments going on everywhere. That, yep. that, um there was just something going on constantly. I remember at one point the ref, he was, sorry, not the ref, the cameraman was, almost didn't know what to look at. He was like <laughs> looking at one pit and then a move would go on and then he'd move his camera. Um, but <laughs> I think that's good. It's, it's exciting. And then you had like Christian dive, um, dive off the stadium quite high up, yeah. didn't he? He climbed yeah, yeah. really high. That was brave. I know he's onto like the, all of the butts, and, mm. but it was still pretty, pretty mad for someone of his age to be doing moves like that. We got a um, a Cole Panama. I mean, Cole always does a Panama Sunrise, and we we love it every time. But he did one of those out on the ramp as well. Yeah, that was mad. Um, there was, and I, I talked about the thumbs tax in the mouth. Actually, there was a cool, really cool spot later with a different thumb tax on a knee pad. Oh yes, they had they one, did, didn't they? they? Yeah, they all they had, had one. one and they they did the BTE trigger. Um, Christmas that present. Was, that was really cool. Um, they, I thought that was going to be the end actually to the match, but they, uh, I think it was on Jungle Boy, but he kicked out. Um, and they, the finish of the match, he did the concerto, didn't he? Yeah, that, that's I was just getting to that. So, the finish of the match was really cool because Christian comes back, Christian had kind of disappeared for a bit, comes back with a chair, and obviously, he'd hit they'd hit the concerto, had been hitting the build up here. And um, I thought Christian was going to hit the concerto, but he Jungle Boy was like, I want to do it. And, um, Showing a bit of a different side to Jungle Boy. Yeah, I mean, they called uh, the commentary referred to him saying he's more like Jungle Man now. Like he's really seems to have grown, and yeah. I do agree with that. He looks, he looks a little bit more. I mean, he is quite young, but he looks he's older. Put some, he's put he's some put, beef on as he's well. He's put he? a bit of beef on, and I feel like even his promos and stuff, he's matured a little bit. I can yeah. definitely, I think he's definitely. I actually thought the other day. I think that was like the first promo I ever remember him actually cutting. Yeah. He's not the I best remember, talker. I don't remember him talking ever. Um, he's he's he's, re- he's a great wrestler, um, but I feel like he's coming into his own. And he he hit the concerto to win the match, which I think surprised all of us. We all had the super click to win, so um, yeah, a little bit of a surprise result for in our in our, in our opinion anyway. I think. Yeah, yeah, really surprising. Uh, we we all predicted that super click would win. Yeah, um, I just thought you know that's. They they're like built more as the stars, but they do like to build Jungle Boy and um, yeah, big. I think it's clever. Him. Cole and the Bucks don't need it, do they? They've been strong for a long time. No, they don't lose anything really, and it kind of actually adds to the story. With you know, the start of Dynamite, Kenny's promo, the Bucks' promo, they all lost. So it actually added to the storyline more that they lost and Kenny lost. I think rather than Kenny losing and them winning, I think yeah. it, they're on a bit of a down. Um, and I thought that was, that was clever. Um, didn't I didn't think of that before the before the um, show. So the next match was Andrade and Malachi Black versus Cody and Pac. Um, my main note takeaway from this match. I mean, we've talked about Cody and his crowd reactions, but every time he tagged in, he was getting heavily booed. Oh yeah, um, this was bad this time, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's actually I know he, in the last couple of days he's actually deleted his Twitter account. Um, oh, he is not. I know he is not moody bugger. Yeah, I, I, I don't hope know. He's going to play on this, and he's going to turn heel. That I, that's the only way I can see him saving this. 
is if he actually is going to turn heel when he's doing this for effect. If he's doing this because he's throwing his toys out the pram. Yeah, I'm not sure work. what led. To, I'm not sure exactly what led to it, but if I feel like he's his relationship with the fans at the moment is an all time low. Um, but it's yeah, sad because he he's going to be getting abuse, isn't he? But yeah, he need as bad as that is. He needs to play off of this. Maybe it is one big plan. I said the other week. I, I know Keeney really went went in on Cody's promo, but I think it's just a real clever way of getting the fans to, to really rile up and then he is going to turn. Yeah. And I hope that's the case. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I just, my, my things from this match really is, is that like I've criticized these feuds for continuing anyway, particularly Malachi and Cody. I feel like it's been going on way too long. Yeah. I mentioned that in previous weeks. And I said, you know, this match had a WWE, can they coexist feel about it? Mm-hmm. Because during the match, Cody and Pac, kind of they didn't have an argument they didn't have big arguments and fall out properly but they didn't feel like a tag team um and even andrade and malachi don't really um so this match just felt a little bit um a bit just a bit random really but it was in terms of the four guys you've got in the ring there you've got four unbelievably good wrestlers so yeah. it was a good match and i've got four no of the best that. Well, yeah. i literally put pack and cody win Four of the best wrestlers, good match, but not much to say. Yeah. The thing is, we, we weren't invested in the feuds. It was just thrown together. Mm-hmm. I think it was just because it was a big pay-per-view. They need to get these big names out there. Um, it's just a shame they haven't had a bit enough build. Um, maybe they should have held off a little bit on Cody and Malachi and had this as a, a build to this match rather than rushing them on Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah, quite possibly. I feel like people didn't care as much. I think noticeably, actually, after between the super, I'll get to the other match after this in a minute. But there was a couple of matches. The crowd were quieter for quite a bit, and they weren't really quiet because AEW crowds are still hot. But compared to the start and the end of the show, there was this couple of matches in the middle where the crowd were dead, and they got back up again when CM Punk Kingston come on, which I'll get to later. But um, this match and the one after, I felt like the crowd were a lot quieter. Yeah. Um, so this match, Black Arrow by Pack on Andrade to win it. Um, I think we all got this one wrong as well. Um, this one was an unpredictable match, um, mm. to be fair. And then FTR came out afterwards um, to attack uh, Cody and Pack. I think Lucha Bros might have as well. Um, they've set up and they're having, I believe, next week an eight-man. So the feuds are continuing. It's an eight-man tag team match next week. Um, Andrade, Alistair Black, and FTR versus Cody Pack and the Lucha Bros. So I wish the feud would have ended here, but it looks like we're still getting more, um, which I think is a bit ridiculous personally. But we'll see how it goes. No, I agree. I, I don't really want to see too much more of this, but... I just I like all the guys, but I want to see them move on. You know, I'm a Maybe we're getting fan. to the stage that we were worried about where there's too many high tier people and they don't know what to do with them so mm. they're putting them all together yeah possibly possibly and i feel like that some of the guys they're running out of creative ideas for here um next match i know we won't talk about it too much because i know you want to say about it later but Britt baker and tay conti i'll just give my thoughts briefly on that um first of all i want to mention the entrance um randomly Britt baker got a, a special entrance with a guitarist from fozzy coming out who was 
like the biggest hay man I've ever seen. <laughs> he was a out. massive hay man. And uh, he was... Just to explain what hay man is, he's like, whoa, man, hey, man. You yeah, he was like out, proper dude. 80s hair metal was... looking. I know he's from, he's from Fossey, so obviously Chris, one of Chris Jericho's bandmates. But yeah, that, I d- didn't get that. Didn't get that, that was one. That was random. I thought um, the match itself, juice. I thought was okay. Um, and it was won by a roll-up <laughs> by uh, by Brit on Tay. And I think we all predict... The thing with this match is as well, I feel like it was a little bit predictable, the outcome, um, with Brit winning. I think nobody, nobody, not just us, nobody predicted Tay Kone to win, um, realistically. And... Uh, yeah, not a lot else to say about that one. I'll, let, I'll save that one for you in a bit. I have no comments at the moment, yeah. So the next match I can't wait to talk about, which was CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Personally, my favourite match of the night. What hype. Just I absolutely, I absolutely love this. This this is when the crowd woke up. I thought for the Brit match and the tag match, they were quite quiet. Kingston yeah. and Punk come out. All of a sudden, the crowd was going mental. And I loved it because straight away, Kingston come out and did a back fist and knocked Punk out. I popped for that. So I was much. like, this is awesome. And we, we'd gone for Kingston to win as well. And I thought, oh my God, he's just this is going to be like two minutes. He's just going to beat Punk up. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't turn out that way. But the, it, this match was so good. The crowd were into it. The aggression, it felt like a fight. It, it felt did like fit. A, That's what I wanted it to be, though, because... yeah. That is what Kingston is, isn't he? And Punk was almost He's a like going yeah. up against him, saying, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, at, go, get, go at you." And it was nice to see Punk in a different style of wrestling. Um, uh, and there were loads of middle fingers at each other in this match, just aggressive yeah. shots. Like it very felt attitude like era, wasn't it? Punk was busted open, bleeding all over the place. Very attitude era style, and yeah, I just loved it. And, and and I think my favorite spot of the whole night happened in this. And I know a lot of people love the finish of the main event, which I'll get to. That was a great spot as well. But my favourite spot of definitely of this match, but maybe the whole night was CM Punk turning into John Cena, where I spoke about last week, Punk and Eddie's promo was a callback to Punk and Cena's feud, but their roles were reversed. So Punk yeah. was like Eddie. And then in this match, the crowd went absolutely nuts because Punk did a couple of shoulder tackles which Cena does, slams him on the floor and then put his hand up to do the five knuckle shuffle. And the crowd, you just saw all the people getting out of their seats going nuts because they thought <laughs> he was going to do the five knuckle shuffle. He's so and clever. I, I saw so people clever. doing the, like, you can't see me behind him. Like, and I was like, oh my God, he's, he is John Cena. And I thought he was actually going to do it. He was the way he was looking at the, his camera work here. Just little things like this is why he's like, you know. Want, he's showing was, how good he is. Like he was playing into this. And it was beautiful. And I was like, oh my God. And then he didn't do it. But yeah, it was, this was amazing. Um, One thing I did love, which was more on the crowd than anything else, how much that the crowd were behind Eddie Kingston. Yes. And this leads on to a question that that, that was a bit surprising to me. It leads on to a question I wanted to ask you. Because obviously I'm a recent punk fan from AEW. I wasn't around in the early days. Um, so I, I wasn't already a massive fan. So as you being a fan, a massive fan of CM Punk, what yeah. do you think about Punk actually getting booed at some points in this match because people were going, sort of rooting for Eddie so much? And then do you think Punk should have won? Do 
you think that was the right result? Good, that is a good question. I personally didn't bother me that they were booing him because I just think Eddie's so beloved nowadays. Um, genuinely, like I see a lot of people online saying like he's their favorite wrestler now. Like they absolutely love him because his promos. They people even love his. I know we've said this before he's not the best wrestler in the world, but, but people love his wrestling style, and I think he yeah. stands out more in AEW because he's different to everyone so else. Gritty, yeah. Um, so to me, it wasn't that big a deal that he got booed. What was your second? question do you think the result was correct do you think punk should have won <sighs> i was very surprised my initial reaction to that was no but he shouldn't have won because i feel like eddie loses at every pay-per-view yeah like he never wins these big matches um and that's a shame i want to see him get a big win i think we we've mentioned it before like maybe him turning heel and winning against punk would have been great and I, I personally was a bit disappointed that the feud's not continuing as well. I wanted to see more. Um, I think they really could have done it. They're exactly the same as you there. I um, think they could have carried that feud on. And and if and you could only really do that if Kingston won and turned hit. Like, if, with Punk winning yeah. now, there's no point in them doing a rematch. No. And also um, that match, play. if he was going to win a match, this was the style because Punk didn't wrestle, did he? It was like fighting. Yeah. So you could easily say that, well, the only reason he one was because of the sort of match and Punk got too carried away and was having a fight with him rather than a wrestling match. Mm. So as much as I thought it was amazing and I loved it, I still think it's a shame that Kingston didn't win. Um, yeah, I loved how much the crowd was behind him. It's interesting because I remember a few weeks ago when this feud kind of started, I remember Keeney saying like, you know, if Kingston beat like uh, CM Punk, people are going to go crazy like not in a good way like people are gonna hate it but it shows that i don't think how popular done. well no exactly they were cheering for it. i i think it, i think we've all probably underestimated how popular eddie kingston actually is yeah he is like one of the most popular wrestlers in aw right now he's um, amazing and people just I, love him the only thing i can think um the reason they made Kingston lose and Punk be elevated again is because of what we saw on Dynamite. Yes. So right. we had MJF in the ring doing his usual promos and then out comes CM Punk. Um, really cool. What a surprise. Was not expecting that. But yeah, here's that massive feud we were looking for. The, probably the long feud that that's about to come. MJF versus CM Punk. Can't wait for those promos. This promo had massive impact, but CM Punk didn't say a word, did he? That, I actually thought that was really good that he didn't. You, yeah. know, you can kind of tease it and then you, you can do it again down the line. Um, I thought it was good because I just thought they were going to come out, they were going to war of words and then they'll do the same thing next week. And next. And I think they're slowly going to build this. Um, and I, yeah, I love it. I love the fact that, well, I mean, I've mentioned before, I'd love to see a CM Punk MJF feud. I'm just a little bit disappointed. We're not still seeing CM Punk and Eddie. And Eddie's moved on to um, 2.0 and uh, Daniel Garcia yeah. by the looks of it now. Oh, so, okay. The so only we, thing I can think, the only reason I can think they've done this is because they wanted Punk to get really strong for MJF to beat him. Um, I, I think they've elevated yeah. Punk some more and MJF's going to beat him. And then he's going to go on to... If he well, beats CM Punk, then yeah, he is going to brag about it so much. The like, problem is if Punk wins this feud he then has to go on really to the title um yeah you don't i don't think we want him well there. i think I punk think... needs a big loss eventually i thought the one i thought kingston could have been a one yeah um it wasn't and i know you could obviously Dan, danielson's been in the same they kind of came in at the same time and they've both been winning i know obviously 
Brian drew with a Meg, we didn't lose or win. Um, but I think he's won every other match. So I think they're both in the same situation. But Brian's now in the title match, which I'm assuming he's going to lose. Yeah. So that'll be him not unbeaten anymore. And I wonder, like you say, maybe they're going to have Punk lose to MJF to have that happen as well. Because so I think the longer someone goes unbeaten, either the crowd turns on them if they don't do something big or they've got to have the title match and then lose and that unbeaten record can go. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the two ways you can do it. Um, so that match anyway, I, lo- I love that. Uh, it's so good. Um, we'll move on to match number nine of the show. It was a long old show. Um, it, was. The, it was my one slight criticism of AEW pay-per-views as they are very, very long. I think there's a couple, always a couple of matches you can get rid of on these shows. Um, but Inner Circle versus American Top Team was one of the le- least good matches on the show, in my opinion. Um, I thought the wrestling was good when the wrestlers were in the ring. Um, my main criticism of it is obviously it was a street fight and the first five, 10 minutes of it, they were just tagging in and out and I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is a street fight. Why is no one? Like, I thought we were just going to get 10 guys in a ring going mad from start to finish and they yeah. were tagging in and out and you don't, it's a street fight. Why do you need to tag it out? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That was one of my major criticism of this match. Um, um, but it was okay. I thought there were some good spots. There was uh, Sammy. Obviously, he's a bit of a highlight reel in himself anyway. Did a, um, a move off a ladder for a table. The swanton back uh, bomb. It was yeah. basically Jeff Hardy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was an um, exact repeat of, of Jeff's uh, yeah. swanton bomb. And there was a lot of like weapons like hockey sticks and things like that used in this match. And there were some decent brawling spots, but... Um, I thought the finish was cool. Another tribute, obviously, it was Eddie Guerrero, 16 years since his death, and it was in the town or state, one or two, that he died in. So, and wow. Chris Jericho, obviously, being a friend of Eddie Guerrero's, won with the frog splash and did yeah, the that little tribute. Cool. That was a good finish to the match. I thought the, mat, the mat, that finish was cool. The match itself, it could have been, it was too long, I thought. This I thought it was okay. There, there was bits, I mean, as you say, there was segments of it. I, I didn't even mind some of the bits with the UFC guys and Jake Hager. Um, he's won me back a little bit. Not not much, but... <laughs> yeah, um, you've got I thought some of the UFC guys were good. Um, I think it balanced out the match enough. Um, and there was one point where Santana used the security guard. He, like, got him to sit on the floor. Oh, and yeah. he, like, he ran and jumped off his back. I thought <laughs> that was really cool in, into the crowd area. And then they went everywhere. The chairs were everywhere. Shh. But uh, and actually, I thought Dan Lambert actually played a really good part in this match. Yes, he did play a good part in it, and obviously, he nearly tried to get in the match and win, and then ended up losing. Which we kind of predict. It was kind of predictable in that sense, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that in this scenario. No. Um, a lot of the matches on the card weren't predictable and didn't go the way we thought. So for this one to have that kind of predictable bit is fine. And I think American Top Team. That's probably the end of them now. We'll see of them on um, AW because they weren't on Dynamite. They weren't mentioned yesterday. Um, I don't think the feud is continuing with the inner circle. So they were fun, um, but I think I don't think we need them. No. With all the wrestling stars and the massive roster they've got, I don't Maybe think... Maybe Dan Lambert could be a manager of someone else. Well, yeah, or he, he could even still stay with um, Sky and Paige. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. 
But I don't yeah, think you need good. the UFC guys there anymore. I, don't, I just don't f- feel like they're going to add anything to it. No. Unless Paige Van Zandt comes back, she's awesome. <laughs> I will say, I think her, her, she she could offer something in a women's match. She'd be, it could be good. Um, but the guys, I didn't really see the point, to be honest with you. Then we had Jay Lethal come out for an interview, a new AEW sign-in challenging Sammy Guevara um, to a match on Dynamite. Not a lot to say. I thought about that, that was a bit of a. I know he, he he's quite big. Uh, was he from Impact? Well, he's been. He was from Ring of. He's been in Ring, Ring of Honor recently, but he's been in Impact before for as well. Pay per view, considering what we had last time, it was a bit anticlimactic. I would have preferred them because it's Sammy does an open challenge. I would have preferred them to save it for Dynamite. Yeah. Sammy come to the ring, do an open challenge, and him just surprisingly come out and have a match. Yeah, I think that would have had more impact than him just coming out and talking on the stage. Yeah. So um, like, who is but, he? <laughs> but it, it was okay. It was okay. It was just there um, between those two matches. Um, interesting signing for um, AEW. He's a controversial figure, but um, I'm sure he's going to do okay. And then we had the main event. So Hangman Page and Kenny, <laughs> and Kenny Omega with a brilliant main event. Um, as Hangman's entrance gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it was so. That was, was so, so cool. well done. It's one of those things where, like, I was half watching the entrances on the most of them, or I was just, like, you know, I was getting the. Oh, these two, there. man! But these two. I saw stars. this and I was like, "Oh, I've got to sit down and watch this entrance." I had to. I had to do that. Yeah, uh, it's it's so cool, and the, the crowd pop was absolutely massive for these two. Yeah, absolutely massive. Hangman when he came out. Um, it this this is this felt like one of the biggest fights in a long time. Um, in AEW, I, I, I know there's been some massive matches, but I can't think of one that I was sort of that this excited for. The anticipation was absolutely huge. Um, even the Omega's entrance, basic but loved it. I've always loved his music as well, I just think it's awesome, and I like the fact he's got Don Callis back as well. Um, I think he does add something to him. Yeah, yeah, he de- he definitely does. I, I'm glad to see him back in there. Um, and he was sort of interfering on the outside quite a lot in this match. Um, some really good moves, just great spots. There's another table spot here with a, a, ta- a clothesline, I think, for a table. Um, there was some really good... It's just, just a really good wrestling match with a good story to it. And so good. He felt like it was building up to the Hangman win. Then he had a near fall where he did a buckshot lariat Went to do it on Kenny, missed, and did it on the ref. Yes. Um, then he he um got a two. It was like a two point nine count. Aubrey Edwards ran down the lady ref. She ran down and and went to count it. It was like right at the last yeah. second, perfectly timed, near fall, really, really good. And at that moment, I thought, well, maybe Hangman's not winning. Like it, it made me think for a second, and so it was job well done in that sense. There was some massive back and forths, weren't there, yeah. around that segment. Um, yeah, it was, it was just really, really good. And the, and then he kicked out. Omega kicked out of the one winged danger. Yeah, he he did. I thought because no one ever kicks out of that move, and I thought that Hangman was going to be the first person to kick out of that move in AEW from Kenny, but he did it on Kenny, and Kenny kicked out, which yeah. I thought was really. Cool. I liked what the commentator said because it was like it shows that no one does it as well as Kenny Omega, which really yeah. sells that move from Kenny. Yeah, it as makes to it why no one ever kicks out. Mm. And yeah, I love the spot with the Bucks as well, straight after that. Yes, I was going to say then. So the Young Bucks come down, and I love this finish because I thought, oh no, they're just going to 
attack. I was I was getting frustrated as well. I was like, not again. I know. I don't know. Did you even did you watch the rampage before where he hangman apologized? Did you watch it before the yes. show? Yeah. Yeah. And so he- hangman apologizes to Bucks on the thing and said, "Look, we're even now." Don't yeah, interfere gonna, in the match. End him, isn't he? Yeah, and he's like, if you if you interfere in the match, I will end you. Like, yeah, 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 that was fantastic. It was brilliant. And then I didn't think much. I didn't think about that too much. But then this played into this finish because they come down and they were just they thought about it and then they were they like, looked scared, didn't they? And then they were just gave that nod when he gives him that nod. Go, go on, no, we're, you finish him. You you deserve it. That like, was so cool. And I just thought the, the stories come full circle and they kind of, out of respect, just let him win. Uh, and Kenny, the crew key thing here is as well, Kenny wasn't angry with the Bucks on Dynamite. He, well, I don't know if he was or not. He didn't let on that he was. But he seemed to understand why they did it as well. That's what made me think really... he's, he's coming for a babyface turn. Yeah, so the, um, the Kenny promo on Dynamite, which led into, obviously, we've got the Hangman promo, which I thought was really cool with the Dark Order. And then Brian come out. We've talked about that already. But they had the Kenny bit just before with the Bucks, and he's kind of saying, you know, I need, I, basically, he's got a couple of injuries. Um, he might be having surgery. He's got knees, all sorts. Got, he's been wrestling full pelt for like two years without a break, really. He hasn't, yeah. He's been on TV, like wrestling a lot. Big matches. Be He's a shame to a miss break. him, but we've got the stars to carry it now, at least. Yeah, they have got the thing is now they've got a deep enough roster for him to have time off and him and Moxley at the same time as well. And I, I don't think you'll even, you'll miss them, but like it won't be like, oh my God, there's no, no stars. It there's won't feel like stars, that. Isn't there? um, which if they did, did done that like a year ago, I don't oh, think we'd have, we'd have struggled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I loved about the, the Kenny promo was he was saying, like, I'm going to leave you guys to, to hold the fort. And Cole was like, yeah, don't worry, I've got this. And he was like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the Young Bucks. Um, so I feel like there's a bit of tension between Kenny and Cole. Yeah. And then Cole later um, does a promo with the Superclick and he brings Bobby Fish in. And uh, I just feel like they're, they're going to lead to a storyline where Cole and Fish turn on the Elite. Yeah. That's um, going to be awesome. And potentially, like I said last week, if Kyle, Kyle joins... And then they're going to poach Kyle and make the uh, yeah. Undisputed Era. Yeah. They it's very nearly said in... the undisputed, undisputed Era on Dynamite. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, they're definitely leaning into... Some exciting things to come. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I wanted to mention just in the middle of the match um, yeah. was how much... Um, so, so there was a big move where Omega basically put hangman on his on his neck almost and then yeah. straight after he was hitting snapdragon after snapdragon like to to sort of emphasize that he was working on that that body part and mm. just that guy's moves are so accurate yeah i know and, and insane so good they're so fast as well um i, I just thought that the, the wrestling in this was great the story was great the finish was great Literally, uh, I can't really critique anything in that match. It was just amazing. No, it, it was almost perfect. Great. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely amazing. So, Loved it. The build was great. We've been waiting for this yeah. for over a year. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long, drawn out, but in a good way. In a good way, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Hangman did take some time off. He had he paternity leave, which kind of delayed it a little bit. But even that kind of probably helped it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. So, overall thoughts on the show, I would say one of the best pay-per-views of the year. I'm not going to say it's the best without 
going through and analyzing each one, but certainly up there. Um, brilliant, brilliant card. My favorite matches, Punk and Kingston was my match of the night. The main event, obviously, MJF and Derby, great stuff. Um, the, the Super Click and the Elite, really, uh, sorry, Super Click and um, Jungle Jurassic Express and Christian, really enjoyed that. Um, Brian and Miro. We're basically going down the whole card again. Yeah, there's only a couple of matches. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the, the inner circle. I'd, well, I'd say the inner circle match, the Cody tag match, the women's match. They weren't quite as good as the others, I would yeah. say. But other than that, I think the card was like amazing. Uh, so there was nothing overall, that was bad on there, in my opinion. But yeah, no, we shall see on that one. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought brilliant pay per view. Probably one of the best of the year, if not the best. And I think um, it's a bit of a, a toss-up between MJF, Darby Allin, and Adam Page, Kenny Omega. But I think the main event gets it for me. Yeah, um, the story makes think, it that maybe the match of the night. Yeah, and I just, even, I, some of the wrestling as well is just mm. insane. So yeah, I think that's my match of that that pay per view. Fair enough. So woo, that, that's, <laughs> that's our AEW reviewed. Um, we're not going to talk about Rampage or any more anything else from Dynamite because most of it links into the pay per view. We've talked about a couple of segments. Yeah. And Rampage was before the pay-per-view, so there's no real need to go in. And, and although I might mention something actually later, I, I might, my, my, my skid mark may come from Rampage. I may change it. So Cheeky. Of something. Um, so let's move on to some WWE chat. Um, and let's talk about the, the Build to Survivor series. So we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown as a, as a whole, but mainly to do with the Survivor series stuff. So the first thing I think to talk about is... The the build between Roman and Big uh, yeah Roman and Biggie on SmackDown, um, you had Roman Reigns versus Xavier Woods King Woods sorry I wanted to know I put in my notes actually that uh, Woods's new music is awesome it's a real banger yeah it's good I like it normally when they change up the music I don't like it but his King music is good um, good rap tune. Um, shows he's probably going to stay he's probably going to be staying with this gimmick for a long time yeah he's he's going to have it for a while like Corbin Corbin had it for a long time probably too long but um, at least Woods can probably do more with it I would say Um, the match was good Um, the only thing again like WWE loves doing their main events yeah Uso's caused the DQ as Woods was interestingly Woods had it won so he looked really strong against Ray. I was a bit annoyed with that because I think Roman is this super strong champion. Yeah. Why is he nearly getting beaten by Xavier Woods? I know Woods has just had this like climb to the top, but it's not. He's I not know, that I, good. I know what he's you not mean. Roman Reigns beating. I, I would have preferred then not um, do the DQ. Him look good in a match, but still lose. Clean. Or just even DQ it, but not right as he's about to win. It, yeah. It, it looked too much like Roman was going to lose, which doesn't make him look strong. Um, not Brock Lesnar beating strong. Um, I like that Woods is getting built, but not not at Roman's expense. I mean, if he was about to be beat by Woods, how is he going to beat Big E? Yeah, exactly. Um, I do get where you're coming from uh, on that. Um, I did like the after the match bit uh, because the, the scenario was, Paul Heyman basically said earlier in the night that if Roman loses, um, he will bend, he will bend the knee to the king. And if he doesn't, He'll forfeit his championship, which seemed a bit over the top. But I was like, okay, that's interesting. Never be seen on SmackDown again. 
Yeah, and obviously Rain, <laughs> and obviously Reigns <laughs> did lose by DQ, so he had to bend. But what he did instead of bending a knee to the King, he beat the absolute crap out of Woods, stole the crown, and then bent yeah. down as if he was the King. Yeah, that was I, great. So that I was thought awesome. that was brilliant heel work from Roman and the Usos. That was good. Uh, the match itself, the finish. Do you think yeah, he's going to keep was... the crown for a bit? No, um, he's going to come out as Survivor Series with the crown. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe, but it does. I feel like it builds to um, Reigns and Big E nicely because obviously you're beating up Big E's friends on one show. Big E can, and Big E did cut a promo. Not didn't do loads on Roman on Raw, but he did talk about Roman um, and how it's personal for him now because of the the way he's treated New Day. Um, so at least there's been a bit of build to that match because I mean we'll talk about the Survivor Series build as a whole, but it's been a terrible build to to it's the been very market. confusing. Yeah, they barely given it any thought whatsoever. Some of it's been really weird and confusing and pointless, but this match at least has feels like has a little bit of build to it. Um, I'll move on to the women. Hardy beating Zane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about the men's side then first. So the men's Survivor Series build, you had obviously Team SmackDown consisting of Drew McIntyre, King Woods, uh, Happy Corbin, Jeff Hardy and Sami Zayn. Um, and then Sami Zayn is talking to Adam Pierce, and Pierce is saying, you're going to have a match with Jeff Hardy. The loser is going to get removed from the team. Now, I was my skid mark for today, I did consider doing the fact they're doing on SmackDown and Raw with the men and the women, they're Same announcing thing. the teams and then they're removing people. And I don't understand why I don't just do qualifying matches in the first place to get into it. Yeah, That makes more sense, doing it that way around. Rather than putting people in and then looking stupid and going, actually, this team's crap. I'm going to put you in instead. Um, don't, doesn't make any sense. Especially when they don't actually look after a brand. Yes. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. They're, they're doing it to both and they're... Yeah. They're not. It's not like Son. You said right. I'll take SmackDown. Um, Pierce, you take Raw. Yeah. That that would have made a lot more sense. And yeah. I don't know why they haven't done that. They're, there's two of them, so why not split them up? And yeah, split them up. Do one brand each. But yeah, Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce was doing that on SmackDown with the Sami Zayn thing, and then he took out Ray. And, he's taken out Ray and Dominic. Yeah, uh, from the the Raw side. So yeah, and was so the this match- the segment where? Pierce was randomly stood next to Von Wagner. Yeah, well, I, I don't understand what Von Wagner is doing. What's happening? What <laughs> is he? Is he in the team? Is he? I don't know. Well, if you, well, that's he what was I on thought. NXT. He was on NXT, so I thought, okay, he's been called up. Then is he? He's on the main roster. He's going to be Pierce's bodyguard in an authority kind of role. He's going to come out. He'll probably be on the team. He's going to be like that heel bodyguard. But then he was on NXT just being a babyface with Carl O'Reilly. So I am baffled by that. I'm confused. Um, that almost could have got a skid mark, but I didn't want to be harsh on Von Wagner because we've already gone in on him a couple of times on this pod. And it's not his fault. Bloody hell. That was so his fault. random. I mean, I hope it, it might be quite cool if they stick. Keeney will lose his head if Von Wagner ends up in the Survivor Series. I know, because he, he actually <laughs> put a tweet on our Twitter saying, who do you think is going to be in the Twitter thing? And I, I just repeated it, uh, replied to it saying, you know it's Von Wagner, don't you? Kind of <laughs> so not only has he had his first debut in the NXT Championship match, he's going to get, he's going to slide his way in. To this to match. The, I don't see who Survivor else it's going to be because on the men's side. I don't know who else it's going to be. Um, 
so yeah anyway so the match itself between jeff and sammy was was okay it was a fine tv match sammy tried to cheat to win it backfired he got a twist of fate swanton bomb at least we got a proper finish you know um yeah crowd to be fair so into Jeff Hardy. We say it all the time, but they were well into this match and well into Jeff. Jeff wins. So I'm glad Jeff's still on the team. I'd have kept Sammy on the team as well, but oh well, you know, um, they have to mess it up, mess it about. So Sammy's off the, off the team. Um, it was a hell of a match. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was a cruel twist of fate though for Sammy, wasn't it? It was. Ah. Oh, dear me. <laughs> well, I can't think of one for Swanton. No, I know. I was thinking that, and then it didn't really work. Um, um, he, he, Sammy went down like a Swanton bomb. <laughs> so, and then if you move on to the um, <laughs> the women's side, if you move on to the women's <laughs> side, so they did exactly the same thing with the women. Um, and again, Aaliyah, poor Aaliyah. I'm dis- disappointed with this. Why on earth would you build her up in the match like they did? I thought, whoa, they're actually pushing her here. They're letting her have some time in ring. You get, She's getting some camera time. Sometimes they just tag them in and they don't do a lot. They get beaten up when they bring someone up. But Aaliyah yeah. is actually hitting some good moves. And then she got the pin to win. I know. Um, yeah. I, uh, although that was a roll-up, I thought it was cool that she was the one who got the roll-up. And it was quite, yeah. quite a decent roll-up. It was a technical one rather than just a sneaky one from behind. Um, you see, I don't mind, but, like, loser getting removed from the match is one thing, right? Because if they're losing, they're weak. I can kind of understand the logic. Why would you remove someone that's winning matches? Yeah. I don't understand it. Sonia just goes, oh, okay, how long have you known Naomi? Uh, oh, oh, okay, you're not on the team anymore. Like, that was why? awful. Absolutely why? awful. I, yeah. Again, lucky, probably lucky not to make a skid mark, really. Um, in fact, that, that's no having a half a skid, that is. Yeah, what, what is the point of this? Um, if I'd and, have thought about it, that probably would have been my skid mark, but I'm a yeah. bit annoyed about that because Aaliyah looked good in ring. I don't, yeah, and I'd have rather some new people get on the on the team. I mean, no, I mean, actually, I was going to say Natalia on this match was actually really good. I, I really liked her in this match. She was hit, she was doing Suplex City at one point. She was a Suplex and everybody. So I was like, all right, Brock. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought she was really good in the match, but she she's, she's come been from around nowhere. for years. She doesn't need to be in the Survivor Series match. She's not a new person showing off. In my opinion, yeah. that's a political move. That's Maybe. a backstage politics. I want a match or... Well, T- her husband does produce a lot of the women's matches, so yeah, you may be right. Exactly. There um, we go. <laughs> you, may be, you may be right there, but you know, she's, she's good. She's fine, Natalia, but there's no reason for her to be in this match. Unless um, she's there maybe to make some of the other team look good. Maybe, maybe. But um, so who do we think's replacing? Because I've got, there's a couple of options here for replacing Aaliyah. One of them appeared on the show later on, which I did like a segment. And one of them hasn't appeared on SmackDown yet, but is, is going to be. Tell me who you think and I'll make, I'll decide. So the think. one that hasn't appeared yet, was Zyalee, because they keep advertising they're coming soon. I think maybe she could turn up this Friday and get put in the team. The other option is the person who I was very happy to see interrupt Charlotte Flair, which is Tony Storm. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy with either of those to, to replace her. Mm. Um, I honestly don't know who, who between them would be. They're the only two I can think of. There may, there may be a surprise return. Of, like I don't know if like Asker's you know, available or someone like that who's not that been could drafted. Be quite cool. But, I'm just annoyed the way they dealt with Aaliyah. That's just so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it it just seems a bit silly. 
Um, but getting on to the, the Tony promo, I really like, because I was annoyed that she wasn't on, because I was thinking, oh, she's not on the team. She's not been on the show. What are they doing with Tony Storm? So at least Shotzi, she's in a feud with Sasha. She's on the team. Aaliyah's been called up. All right, she got a win. She got removed from the team, but at least she's on TV. Tony, I was like, what is going on with her? And then Charlotte's kind of promo on Becky to, again, to build Survivor Series here. So Charlotte and Becky, obviously, is happening at Survivor Series. Charlotte and Becky are doing some really good work in terms of promos on each other. But interestingly, Tony Storm interrupted um, a challenge Charlotte to a title match, um, which Charlotte said no to. Uh, but that looks like it could be a new direction on SmackDown. At least Tony Storm v Charlotte is something to look forward to. Yeah, I, I see what they're doing there with Shotzi and Tony. Yeah. They're um, having stars bring up some of the newer talent, which is good. That's what, that's exactly should, be what you should be Yeah, that's exactly what you should be doing. Um, and that works for me. Um, and Charlotte Becky is going to be interesting. We've got the Becky, Becky Kang and promo on Charlotte on Raw as well. Um, and then her, she's having a few sub feud with Liv. So there's, there's, they're kind of weaving feuds into each other nicely there. Don't mind any of that. Um, anything else from SmackDown you want to mention before no, I move that, on? That is it on SmackDown. I, I want just little thing actually that I know. Oh, there's a couple actually. So, um, Cesaro, Ridge, Ridge Holland's gimmick is he's, he just loves Sheamus for some reason. What I liked here though is Cesaro came in and started talking to him about the bar. Um, so I feel like we're going to get some storyline where it's either Sheamus and Ridge against Cesaro or something like that. So we're going to get some sort of, I used to love the bar, so I'm up for some feud between them. Um, and the other thing, which was hilarious, was um, you got Hit Row do a promo on um, Jinder and Shanky. And you got the real slim Shanky do a response um, with a rap, <laughs> which I was not <laughs> expecting. <laughs> and this just made me laugh. It was bad. It was bad, but in a funny way. Uh, yeah, Jinder called him the real slim Shanky, and he did a little rap. Um, so did Jinder. Jinder wasn't good. But Shanky showed a bit of personality here. Um, it was terrible. It wasn't good. They <laughs> um, build on this. But I'm assuming we're getting Hit Row feuding against them, which is something. Um, See you later, Hit Row. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it early. Before, <laughs> since BFAB's gone. They're not bye-bye. the same already, are they? They're not bye-bye. the same. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. You got a little promo of Ali and Ricochet again. There's some storyline going on there, which could get interesting. Um, and that was about it for SmackDown. Um, so if we move on to Raw, talked about um, Big E doing a promo on Roman, but then KO come out um, and cut a great passionate promo. Wow. Le- went to leave. Um, Big E tried to, to follow him, but then is attacked by the Usos. Um, who Owens full from- heel? Yeah, oh, definitely. I love it. Finally. Yeah. He suits it so much more, in my opinion. I don't like face, Owens. Yeah, I know. I remember saying last week. I, I do like do both, me. but I think his best work is a heel. He's incredible as a heel. Yeah. Um, I think his wrestling style suits it too. And his look, just his look as well. It just yeah, suits His look being... definitely does, I think, yeah. I, I, I'm excited for him now because, I mean, I haven't really been bothered with him for ages. Uh, yeah. He's had some great wrestling matches, even with Seth, things like that, but I just don't rate him as a uh, as a face. So, yeah. Kevin Owens, show me your best work. If he's leaving for AW, let's at least leave it on a bang. 
Um, yeah, I mean, my favourite Kevin Owens work is the stuff of Jericho. I mean, that that stuff was incredible. That was incredible. Yeah. Though both of that that made me that cemented Jericho as one of my all time favourites. Like I, I liked Jericho in the Attitude Era. Like he was one of my he's probably in my top five, but he wasn't one of my favourite. You know, he wasn't right up there. But after his work with Kevin, I was like, Jericho is one of the best ever. Like no doubt, he's goat. I used to love it, and it, it made made me really love Kevin as well. So yeah, I, I'd love to see that. Kevin Owens back again. He was Universal Champion as well, so that shows how sort of big he was. Um, so yeah, he got uh, Biggie got attacked by the Usos. Riddle um, come out and made the save because obviously the Usos are facing RK Bro. <coughs> they have a tag team match. Seth Rollins randomly comes out. He's on commentary. Rollins and I can't get enough Seth. In. Can't get enough of um, Seth. Get him everywhere. <laughs> and then predictably, Rollins causes the DQ. Um, Orton comes out and then it leads to a three on three match, which I, I wish they'd have just set up in the first place. I don't know why they bothered doing the two on two, then a DQ. I wish it had just Seth and, Seth and uh, Orton would have come out originally and you could have done the three on three. I suppose it played into Orton getting mad at Riddle. Yes, they're that building on that, correct. aren't they? I do so like I the storyline reason of um. Orton, actually, I really liked Orton's promo later on in the night. Really passionate, like crazy promo going like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, um, stop saving the street profits. Stop going in when you don't need to go in. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really good. You're right on that. Um, and there's a really fun six-man tag, as six-man tags in, you usually are, um, with another roll-up finish, though, which I'm well, sure you love. Yes, I mentioned, I was thinking that, and I wrote that, but it had two moves. It hey, you had... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't Rollins just a roll-up, was it? Doing two, like, um, what was it? Rolling elbows. Yeah, two rolling elbows. elbows, which I've never seen him do. It was like no. two Judas effects. It yeah, was it was, it was odd. For, for, for rolling, Seth not to hit a, a stomp or, or mm. a falcon arrow or something. I liked it for that reason. Yeah. I don't mind a roll-up if it's just been follow, It's been if it's following up some moves. It's when it's a sneaky one. I hate, I hate a sneaky roll-up. Don't yeah. give me a sneaky roll-up. And because it's it sad, was you like you get some big move. No, that we're not we're not having that. I'm not having that. No, uh, I, I'm just joking, it, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, Seth can do anything he wants. That's fine. Yeah, no, that I thought that was, you know, that was all fine. It was a good match. Um while we're talking about Seth, because yeah. it was only a very small segment, a bit later on in the evening, he he was talking to Mackenzie, the commentator. Oh, yeah. uh, sort of backstage, and, and he had his um, his um, I don't know, lackey. Oh uh, yeah, guy fo- carrying following his him around, yeah, yeah, carrying his suitcases. Um, and he's just so funny, and he was like, "Put those in the bus. Don't wake the baby." <laughs> yeah, I know it was all random. I was like, "Is this leading to it?" And then on Twitter after the show, he just put, "He woke the baby," and that was it. Just a tweet saying that. Um, what a was, I, I think that was just randomly improvised. That it wasn't anything to do with. I don't know. I don't know why it was. I don't know why it's it just happened. Hilarious. I think it gives a bit of personality as well because he's he's he's, he's very serious. Some of his he? real world, mm. isn't it? He's giving you his yeah, real yeah. world, real Seth and Becky. Um, the baby probably is on the tour bus. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not on its own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hopefully, Becky was probably the back baby. there by that point. She was. Yeah. They aren't working in the same segments. Um, no. So that's that's lucky. I just think he's an absolute genius, and he's he's doing some of his best work at the moment. 
Yeah, he is. He is, to be fair. Um, and his matches are always amazing, which is the main yeah. thing. Um, you know, can't can't praise his I almost think I was going to take this character away from him. Uh, and I think they've actually realised that, or maybe he said, no, I don't want to. I want to carry on with this because he's mm. enjoying it. And he's actually... But I think he's, tweet- he's tweaked stuff. it a little bit, hasn't he? Yes. From like he, a Messiah type character. He's not really doing that anymore. Now it's more... No. It's not. It's not got that kind of religious leader feel about it anymore. No, it's more no, just no. a crazy visionary guy. I don't know. Yeah, um, very arrogant. I, I love it. Whatever, I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, he's doing. So let's move on to um, Bianca Belair on this show. Um, I thought they did really well with this booking because um, she's in a feud with Dewdrop now. Yeah, bit of a random thing for Tamina to just randomly go up to her and like yeah, challenge But I quite like it because Tamina is kind of a big powerhouse woman like Dewdrop and like Bianca. It showed Bian- Bianca beat her clean, which I think Bianca needed a good clean win because she hasn't had many like matches like that recently. No. It's a lot of screwy finishes. Um, and then she just did the KOD on Tamina, which looked good. Insane. What, so, what Yeah, I-, I thought that was really good. And then um, do drop come out I think after the match um, so we're going to get that we're going to get that feud I think that could lead into Survivor Series do drops not on the team Bianca is so I think that may lead into something there as well um, but I think the uh, the match is going to be good yeah I think you're right there actually I think um, I can see do drop hosting Bianca her spot quite early on yeah, that I can see something like surprise, that. But we'll get into my prediction. We, we won't go into predictions on this show, but my one of my predictions is that, that something like that happens um, to Bianca at Survivor Series because I don't see how, how else she's going to... She may not get eliminated. She may win, but I can see something like that being the way she gets eliminated. Um, yes. I think she's, she's not going to get eliminated clean. To protect her. Yeah, it? I don't think she's going to eliminate her clean, put it that way. Um, that was just a little quick bit. Um, what else was there? Um, oh yeah, there was the stuff between I mentioned Becky earlier um, and Liv come out and they cut a really good little back and forth promo. Good to see Liv getting this kind of spotlight. Um, they what I really liked about this is they showed a video from months ago on Talking yeah, Smack like um, where they actually played into stuff from the past where Becky said that Liv um, could be champion while she's away. You know she's got the potential, and then Becky was kind of like, "Well, yeah, but I'm here now." Um, uh, and then Becky tried to give her the manhandle slam, but Liv actually countered it and got the better of her in the segment. So made Liv look quite good. Yeah, so happy with that. I just wish that Liv hadn't lost to Carmella. For yeah, time, yeah, because that just makes me think there's no no way um, she hasn't had a very good build. But still, I'm happy to see Liv doing something. Um, absolutely higher up the card hopefully Becky will make her look really good as well so yeah looking forward to that one yeah um, just a couple of other little bits from Raw um, Ashley destroying Ray. yeah that was the, the main event um, obviously so that was another case of uh, replacement talked about Survivor Series um, the Smackdown um, obviously last week Bobby Lashley faced Dominic Mysterio, and if you beat him, he's put in the team, which I actually think is a great move because Lashley being on the team makes a lot more sense than Dominic. So I'm, I'm all for that as a move. But here, Bobby beats Ray, absolutely destroys him. But Adam Pearce's logic last week was that he wanted all former WWE champions on his team. 
Ray is obviously a former WWE champion. Um, gets beaten up, and then even Austin Fairy comes out, takes a selfie with him, and he's like, "Oh, I like your style, Austin Fairy. You can be the fifth member." Yeah, and I just thought that was stupid. What's Austin Fairy in Pierce's? I don't mind Austin Fairy being on the team, getting a spotlight. It's cool for him, but in Adam Pierce's logic was, "I want strong team for the former WWE champions." Then why has he put Austin Fairy on there instead of Rey Mysterio? It makes no sense. So didn't really, didn't really like that end into Raw. Um, Survivor Series is a little bit skiddy. Yeah, it's just been too messy. Why bother in the first? If they'd have just done a qualifying match and Austin Fairy beat Rey Mysterio, I'd be like, fair enough. But why announce the five people, then start taking people out, then give your reasons for it, and then the reasons not make any sense. It just it just makes it look stupid. So I wasn't a fan of that um, at all. One thing I was a fan, fan of, randomly, we've seen this match a lot of times, but Alpha Academy and Street Profits had a, had a good match, I thought, on Raw. Oh, yeah. And there was one spot in particular here where Otis did a big slam on Montez Ford, and it looked amazing. <laughs> it just looked so good. Uh, Montez Ford was just slapping him and hitting him and trying to get oh, Otis down. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. Stood, and Otis just stood there. like you know. You yeah. Then Montez Ford did like a spinning kick. Otis went back a bit. Montez Ford went to fly and then Otis just grabbed him and slammed him. That was insane. Um, that was a really cool spot. And I thought it made Otis and I thought it made Otis look great, actually. Um and Montez Ford always looks great. So um that was that was good. Um yeah, I'm really right out for Academy at the moment. I'm loving Gable and Otis. Yeah, I, think I, I like what team. they're doing with them. I think they are um it's the most I've liked both of them in a long, long, long time. You know, this match ended in a roll-up as well. That was my only issue now. <laughs> this one ended oh. in a roll-up as well. Roll-up, roll-up, roll-up. Um, um, and then there was the... This one nearly made my skid mark, but I changed... I, again, I, I didn't do it. The women's tag titles, they just had two quick matches, two half of the team. So you had um, Zelina versus Nikki, oh, Zelina won with a code red, Rio versus Carmella, tied, 50-50 booking. What's the point? Just, just get rid of these titles, man. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that one bit. No, it was um, crap. I'd almost forgotten about it. It was that pointless to me. Yeah, if it wasn't on my notes and I was just doing this on the top of her head, there's no way I would have uh, thought about it. And talking of thought about it, we're talking, you know, Survivor Series preview. We've mentioned you've got the two Survivor Series matches. You've got Big EV, Roman, uh, the Usos and Arcade Bro, we've mentioned briefly. There hasn't been a lot of build to that. Um, obviously, Charlotte and Becky. But they... <laughs> Did you know Damien Priest is facing Shinsuke Nakamura on this show? Because you wouldn't have known it from the advertising they've done for it. No, not a clue. They have, they did promote it on the show very, very briefly, but Priest hasn't even been on Raw for two weeks. I was going to say, where's he been? Um, Nakamura has been on SmackDown, but I think lost tag to matches, lost it? tag matches. Um, was pinned, I think, to by uh, yeah, but they lost to Los Safarios. Garza and Carrillo and, and Nakamura them, and Nakamura got the pin got pinned why would you get get him pinned when he's the Intercontinental Champion and he's facing Damien, Damien Priest shows how little thoughts gone into that match um, but yeah Priest v Nakamura is happening on Sunday which I'm sure will be a good match will be good but it's just they're the going to have to make it look fire aren't they to remind people that they're there yeah the, the lack of build for that is just I, I crazy. forgot about him to be honest. Yeah, same here. I, I thought, is this match happening? Because every other champion is facing the other champion. Are they even doing this match? And then they, they did a little video package for Damien Priest and just basically said, it's Priest v Nakamura. 
that, that was it. And Nakamura has not said anything yet. Um, hopefully, you know, we may get something on Friday, but I'm not going to get my hopes up for that. Um, and I think that was about it from Raw. Have you got anything else noted down? No, that is it, sir. Right, well, fingers let's go, go Let's go on to our favourite show that we always talk about. Um, it normally, we normally end up getting a bit silly during NXT 2.0 because the show itself is a little bit silly. Um, the horny show, as I like to call it, because it's just everyone on there wants to bang each other. Um, <laughs> so... Hey. Should we start with... No, I'm not going to say that. Well, uh, somebody <laughs> you love. Tony? Big Tone. Tony D'Angelo? Yes. He opened that show. He did. I was like, here we come. This is a great way to start NXT. The perfect way to start NXT. Um, and it was it was okay. <laughs> In all honesty, it was it was okay. The match with Dexter Loomis. Um, thumb to the eye and then did his finisher, which I can't remember what it's called. Um, they're pushing beat, him big aren't they well, I'm glad he won the match at least you know um, and then Trick and uh, Carmelo Hayes come down afterwards took out um, Dexter Loomis Gargano waited so long here that was the one thing I noted I was like where the hell is Johnny they were like absolutely beating the crap out of Dexter Johnny was just not doing anything and he comes down <laughs> right at the end I was like there he is there's Gargano um, with, and then he Gargano after the break cuts a really good fiery promo. Um, and then Pete here also. Peter Dune. Yeah, Peter Dune comes down. Um, <laughs> Peter England. Peter England. That's his real name, I believe. Is it? Yeah. His real, name's Peter, his real name's Peter England. <laughs> I think he should be called Peter England. <laughs> yeah. Peter patriotic, England. give him a patriotic gimmick. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he comes out and makes a very good point about him um, pinning Carmelo Hayes the week before. Um, Melo and Trick come back out. Melo says he can beat them both at the same time, and it sets up a triple threat match for next week, which I'm sure is going to be very, very good. Fire. Yeah. That'll be in ring. That's three of the top guys on NXT at the moment. It's going to be insane. Melo's really impressed me. Um, Johnny's yeah. Johnny is Johnny wrestling for a reason. And Pete Dunne's great. June's Peter June, eh? Yeah, so he's Peter great. <laughs> he's great as well. So you know that English English Pete, as we now <laughs> call him. Yeah, actually, there's a couple of good matches set up for next week. Actually, Carmelo Hayes actually fire. Just want to mention. Yeah, I think he's great. Definitely I think insane. he's someone who could get called up quite soon. It wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah, I think he's really well, good. It wouldn't bother me as long as they don't ruin him. And yeah, yeah. Make him sit backstage, put him in a team, and then sack him off like they did with Aaliyah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they see a little bit more in him than than that. Um we'll soon see. Um what else was there then? Odyssey um, Jones. Yes, Odyssey Jones. So we had a six man tag match. Diamond Man. Diamond Mine cut a good um Bivens always cuts a lovely promo. He's great. He's firing it, he? yeah, he's um, great. He's great. He always gets me excited to see Diamond Mine, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Joe, I didn't like the bit at the end of it. Joe Gacy come in. Oh, fuck that. I don't know what that was all about. Um, and Malcolm Gibbon, Bivens gave him a call, a card. <laughs> I can't get my words out here. Gave him a card Gibbons. to call him. Yeah, Gibbons. It's because he'd given him a card. I was getting well confused there. Given words. Gibbons. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't like that bit, but they had a... Um, I thought they had a good match here, the six-man tag. Yeah, it was good. Um, Kushida had a running wild spot where he was awesome. 
Um, so I was, I was happy about that because I, 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 I love I love Kushida when you he's wrestling. You can't help it, can you? No, I, lo- I love him when he's wrestling. Like when he's just doing like nonsense backstage. Not into him. When he's in the ring, he's great. Um, and there was some good stuff from um, Body Strong. He like lifted. He did a lift and a slam on Odyssey. That was pretty awesome. impressive. Um, he's a beast. And then eventually. Um, the num- numbers ganged up on Roddy Strong and Odyssey Jones pinned him. I just wonder where this is going because Strong is the cruiserweight champion. Yeah. Odyssey Jones pinning him is a bit odd. But yeah, as you say, he's cruiserweights. And I liked the rip the other week when he said you definitely don't weigh 205. Yeah. Um, I-, I have a weird feeling that they're some reason going to do this match for the title and I don't want them to. Well, he- it's 205, 205 pounds. He, he can't. No, I know, but WWE might break their own rule and just go. That's just insane. Let's just make it 305 pounds. 305 it, it would have to be 305. <laughs> I think he weighs about 280 pounds. He's absolutely yeah, beast. He's massive, isn't he? It, it was stupid. I don't really get why they're feuding, but, you know, whatever. I don't mind it. They had a good match, but you can't. They, yeah, they did. For that but title. I, I hope they don't do the title match. I, I don't see where it's going, though, otherwise. What's, Maybe what's he's going to offer up um, a title match to one of his mates. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's odd. Um, Can't be Kushida because he's already had it, but they yeah. might go down that road. Um, so then you had this weird segment with grizzled young veterans. Um, I wonder I wonder what they were looking at. first I saw them with belts on their shoulder. I was like, why are they just, why have they got the tag team championships? I got well confused. <laughs> I was like, have I missed something here? I was like, yeah. I'm sure I knew, thought Imperium won them the other week. I thought I'd switched off when they And then won. I realised that they were the women's belts. And he was phoning his nan and be like, Nan, we won the tag belts. And they're trying to con. I don't know what they're doing, GYV, but I, I don't mind it. Do you know what? I don't hate it. It's funny. Um, it's not as bad as the MSK stuff, which I know Keenu is going to give a skid mark to, so I'll give that a shout out in a bit. But um, yeah, I still it, it think fun. they should have won those titles ages ago off of MSK. Yeah, yeah, not the women's ones. It's <laughs> a disgrace. No, not the women's ones. No. I mean, that um, could be quite a fun angle. Yeah, yeah, it could be. But um, yeah, this this was all right. Um, yeah, I like them ringing their name. <laughs> yeah, that bit was funny. Um, what else was that worth talking about on here? Warm Breaker confronting Champa. Yes, I like this. Um, what a beast! Obviously, it continues their kind of feud. I feel like we're getting. Obviously, we've got. We'll, we'll talk about the main event in a minute and the War Games women's stuff. But the War Games men's stuff, I feel like I mentioned last week. Carmelo keeps mentioning it. He's the A champion. I swear we did that three or four times on this show. And Champa actually referenced Carmelo. So I feel like War Games is definitely going to be Carmelo and team versus Champa and team. I feel like that's where we're heading. Um, I, oh, really yeah. liked, I really liked I really liked Champa's promo here with Bron Breaker. Um, <coughs> it was on about uh, what my favourite bit was um, on Grayson Waller. I actually hated Grayson Waller on the Lash Legend thing, by the way. Couldn't stand it. I was praising Grayson Waller early on, but I hate him now. I, honestly, I hate his character. I don't get what he was doing here. He was like ripping into all the veterans and NXT, and I just I don't like him. Anyway, and he was mentioning something about a handshake, you know, wrestling for a handshake and a hot dog. And I loved it because Champa said, you know what you can do with my hot dog? And I just burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very immature line from Champa, but um... <laughs> we love an immature line here. <laughs> I can't believe he said it. It's like, come, Grandpa Champa. Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa Champa, you can suck my hot dog, basically. Grandpa Champa. Um, but break comes out. Champa did a, a good promo. They mentioned the Steinemath promo from years ago. 
Um, yeah, this was all right. I thought, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, I'm quite happy with this view continuing. I think it's building to Brawlbreaker winning that title. Yeah, I still think he's got to win it eventually, right? Like, if he, they do have another match, he can't be losing twice. No. He can't be. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, yeah, a bit, bit odd. War um, games. Can you do your <coughs> war games impression? Yeah, I'll do it when we get to the um, the women's segment. Oh, okay. Um, You've been preparing so for that. I just want you? to ask you what your thoughts were, because this, again, there's another segment I didn't like it was in consideration. What were your thoughts on the um, the poker segment? I think it's just getting a bit odd now. Um, I, this dragged for me, because I don't understand the rules of poker very much. And they were actually having like a full-on game of poker, and I was just sitting there like, when I'm getting to the end of this... Um, Board me. I understand it, but I think it was fun last time having yeah. it back. Plus, it was the same thing again. in the ring. Same yeah. thing, putting it in the ring, and then he cut his hair. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get what they're doing here. I don't. Get, I like the, the him putting him through the table. That bit was fine. Yeah, the rest of it didn't get it. If you compare this feud, this is what frustrates me at the moment. Then it's say two point If you compare this feud to the one he had with LA Knight, this is absolutely rubbish. Yeah, Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the LA Knight Grimes feud was insane. And what are they doing with LA Knight now? They've just wasted. He's feuding with Grayson Waller in a terrible feud. Yeah, just absolute waste of two amazing talents. So it, it it didn't need to be in the ring. This could be a backstage segment that they just skip back and forth to, kind of like they did with the Way and um, the Garganos, etc. That was quite fun. Yeah. Just doing it backstage. Don't put it in the ring. Um, and him cutting his hair. I mean, I don't care enough that, about this feud to to warrant it. So, no, yeah, no, honestly, not too bothered. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I, 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 you know, I said what I thought, really, in the sense of it's just it's too long. Didn't really understand what was going on. Didn't like the haircutting bit. I just thought it was a waste of time. I, like you say, they did it last week. The same thing happened as well. Grimes got the better of him both times. Yeah. Like, it's just a waste of time. I don't really get All it. All I want to see to end this next week is a poker table. Let's put it in the middle of the ring, whatever. And I want him to came in him through the table. Yeah. Have just a tables ma- have a poker table match. So like, yeah, that'd be cool. It's a tables match, but it's a poker table. And it's whoever puts right. each other through the table wins. Throw chips everywhere. Yeah, you could use chips. You could, but to put it into an actual match and I might care a little bit. But yeah, I, I'm not a fan. Because Cameron Grimes is great in the ring. Um, yeah. So I don't mind watching that. Um don't know what else to say. I mean, there was a match with Von Wagner, who we mentioned earlier, and Kyle O'Reilly getting the tag team win. Persia Perotta won a handicap match. Um, Andre Chase and Zion Quinn. And Zion Quinn, interestingly, did a, like a jackhammer on uh, Andre Chase here <coughs> to win the match. That was kind of interesting, uh, I thought. Oh, and the return, there was Santos Escobar returned on this show afterwards, which yes, I thought was a big news. Uh, yeah, was, um, yeah, Electra Lopez was annoyed last week. She was a bit thirsty. And uh, he turned her down. <laughs> and um, yeah, Escobar returned finally because I've been missing. I, he, Legado without him is not the same, really. So I was glad to no, see him not. back. Yeah, he, he makes it, doesn't he? And then the main event of NXT was Dakota versus Raquel. Um, Good match. Yeah, really. I've, yeah, I've put in my note here. This is definitely like the best match on the show. It was, was really, really good that. between the two. Um, again, though, we've got a DQ finish here. I know. Uh, uh, I got a bit confused at the end as well. It was a bit, bit hectic. Yeah, uh, and that's when we, we got war games. Come out. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but it does feel like they've just thrown 
Cora Jade in. Yeah, Cora Jade feels like she's just been chucked in. She doesn't really feel like she belongs in there. And there's going to be fancy pushing her, one person added to the match yet who we don't know who's going to be. Because um, it's not going to be Zoe Stark because she's actually legit injured. Oh, you don't think she it will be? No. No, because NXT have um, put a post up on Twitter saying, who do you think the last member would be? And it's like a silhouette, not, not a picture of Zoe Stark. It could still be Zoe Stark and I could just be doing that. But I, I really don't think it is her. Um, I don't know who it can be. Um, but yeah, cool. Oscar. <laughs> it could be KLR, but she wouldn't really make much sense. Um, other than the fact she had a little stare down with Mandy the week before, but she's more of a heel, isn't she? So I don't, I don't know. Um, she's who I'd like to see in there, but I guess. Um, yeah, that'd be good. I don't know who else it could be, but yeah, are you, I agree with you on the fact that Call of Jake seems kind of thrown into the feud. Um, but yeah, we, I, I mean, the women's war games match be good. It was tox, so it'll be toxic attraction. And Dakota Kai versus Raquel, Io, Cora, and someone else. Um, and they, they, I knew it was going to happen. You're having the brawl in and around the ring. And Io comes out, uses, I thought I was good with Zoe Stark coming out and then her stealing her crutch, running wild with it, hitting people. And then Io shouted, War Games. Uh, normally you'd get the William Regal, War Games! Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm. I didn't realize oh, we had my him throats. On. I didn't realize we had William on oh, the pod. I've ruined my throat doing that. You're, you're getting excited times. doing the war games. I know. You? I know. Well, I did it once last week, and you guys seem to love it. So I thought I'd do it again. And, and oh, it I happened. Love it. it was relevant to this week because EO did it. But yeah, EO did it. Do it. I want William Regal to come out and do it next week, really, because I miss him doing it. But yeah, so we're getting that women's war games match seems official. I can't uh, find it in my notes. This is completely going off the subject. Mm. But someone said, I've got two words for you. What, I don't know when on it NXT? Was. I, I, no, it wasn't NXT. It was some point in wrestling. He said, I've got two words <laughs> for you. And I thought he was about to tell them to suck it. Um, I, I can't remember where that was. Maybe it wasn't in wrestling. I just imagined it. Someone <laughs> it probably was. in my little world said, I've got two words for you. And I was like, oh my God, they're about to say it. Maybe it wasn't in wrestling because I wouldn't have been so surprised. Was it during Peppa Pig or something? <laughs> what? D- Daddy Pigs. Just... <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to think what else you'd be watching. Um... <laughs> Avid Peppa Pig fan, me. That's all I watch. Raw and Peppa Pig. <laughs> Other El- children's TV programs are available. Right, so I think we're done with NXT. Should we move I on? Think to, we are. Should we move on to skid marks? Sorry, it had to get silly at some point, didn't it? Yeah, it always does. Normally during NXT as well. Skid marks. That should be the our theme tune. To be fair, it should. Although we'll definitely get sued. Yeah, that was just me doing a random tune. Yeah, that wasn't at all. No relation at all. Trust man. Who's who's starting? Yeah, I, I can first? start if you want. Go on, and you, you do yours first. So my skid mark potentially could be controversial to some people, but I have my reasons behind it. So my skid mark is actually from AEW, which I think might be a first for me. And Weirdly, mine it... is as well this week. So Ooh. we've both got AEW skid marks. Maybe because there's been so much AEW, maybe. But the more I went through the WWE stuff and the NXT stuff, I don't know how... I don't know how there I was a few skid marks, but... It just gets boring, doesn't it? Saying the same thing. Yeah. WWE, does. I could just do a continuing skid mark of roll-up pins. Yeah, exactly. It just gets the same, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah. My skid mark's from AEW, and even more surprisingly, 
It's from the pay-per-view. So my skid mark is actually a match with one of my favourite superstars. It's the women's match. Um, Ty Conti versus Britt Baker, DMD. I love Britt Baker, and I've always rated Ty Conti. I was quite hyped up for this match. Unfortunately, it just didn't quite live up to what I was expecting. So I thought it was actually quite clumsy. There were some okay segments. Um, it, it just looked like there was too much interference for Britt to win. And considering how strong she's been built over the years, and she's beaten people like Thunder Rosa in like crazy matches. Yeah. And it's like she's struggling to beat Ty Conti, who I didn't think looked that good. I think she's had better matches. Um, she wasn't striking as much as I'd have hoped. That that's tends she did to be a few a at the start, point. didn't she? Did a few at the start of the match, and that was yeah, but not not enough to make her look strong enough to beat Brit. And it was as if Brit was flailing a bit. I think this feud has been a little bit like that. That Brit's been retreating and having interference all the time. Yeah, uh, which I like sometimes, but I think it's just made her look a little bit weak. I think part of it is the rest of the card was so good that this stood out as being weak. I think the crowd as well really didn't care about this match and that, that didn't help it either no but I think they should care about it but I think it was just because the wrestling was pretty poor unfortunately yeah. it, I think no the placement segments. on the card as well like near the end of the night they, they, they're saving themselves a bit for the main event and if I compare really these turn. are like especially Rick Baker is like the top woman in AEW and possibly in wrestling at the moment Yeah. if I compare it to WWE's events that they've been putting on Smackdown and Raw lately this mm. is no way near the level no way near and at, at full gear which is a massive pay-per-view considering they only put four on a year it should be absolutely amazing um it ended with a roll-up pin i mean yeah that the, the finish even, was it was awful um uh, <laughs> i actually have a real question you're talking about the interference and that and one thing i noticed and noted down i didn't mention it earlier so i was saving it because i knew you had this as your skid mark was Obviously, Jamie Hayter was attacking her on the outside and Rebel was getting involved. And I, all I was thinking during this match is, isn't Ty Conti best friends with Anna Jay? Where's Anna Jay? Like, why is she not coming down? Yeah, she always came like this. Didn't she? Because, like, you get it, for example, in the FTR match. Uh, not, yeah, the FTR. No, not FTR, sorry. Darby Allen MJF match. You got um, Sean Spears and um, Wardlow come down, but then Sting come down to counter that and help them. Yeah. Because that makes it was sense. almost like they didn't care about this match, which is a shame because well, Britt Baker is their is, biggest star. I think that is the problem that, that with AEW's booking of women in general. Like they don't seem to care that much. Um, unfortunately, they put one they match on per show. Matches. They have had some. Um, like I, I just can't wait for Thunder Rosa to come into the picture. Um, yeah, she. One of the issues I think is the problem with Britt is she is so good on the microphone, like so good at hyping things up and her promos are that great. When she has a match that's a bit of a letdown like this, I'm really harsh because she's that good. I mean, I was uh, I, I had my skid markers in her match of Abaddon a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't really to do with Britt, it was more to do with Abaddon, but even that... You've had some poor matches. I was just like, this. why are they booking this? this and it's not, not on her. I think it's the booking style of, the, of where yeah. they place them and how much time they give them and the right opponent sometimes. There's all sorts of reasons. I think they could have had a good match. I just don't know why. It didn't seem to... I thought to I thought it was okay, personally. I didn't think it was bad. But I think on um, full gear, it shouldn't be okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was... 
maybe the worst match of the night, along with the inner circle match. That's what I would I think say. it definitely was the I think it was definitely the worst match. It let me down, which is a shame because I, I love Britt Baker. I think she's amazing. So yeah, yeah. unfortunately, this match was my skid mark. Britt Baker's not my skid mark. I absolutely love her. Um mm. she she's my favourite. I think it's high expectations and compared to the rest of the card is the main reason for, for why. And it's fair enough. I get it. But yeah, there is my skid mark. Take that, AEW. Have a bit of that. <laughs> well, mine is also coming from AEW, which, you know, it's very rare that we get both two, two you know, most of the time it'll be NXT or WWE booking thing. Um, I had a few I had a few options to pick from. There was the, the poker segment on NXT, the women's tag stuff, the Survivor Series booking in general, which I think has been terrible. Um, but we've mentioned all of that already. And um, one thing I really didn't like was on Rampage, the Lumberjack match between Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy. This main, I didn't get why this main evented your last show before a huge pay-per-view. Matt Hardy won, which made it even worse. The botch, there were some botches in this match. I mean, some of the people were doing stuff outside and they were, you could see they were missing by a mile. Um, it was sloppy and I just didn't enjoy it, uh, unfortunately. And that feud should have been ended ages ago anyway. Yeah. And I just thought this was a load of rubbish, to be honest with you. Um, and I was disappointed. Uh, and that's it's really all I've got to say about it. People they don't know what to do with, isn't it? People they just don't know what to do with them. So I, just... I feel like, yeah, Orange Cassidy's kind of had that a little bit about him for a while now. He's always on TV. He's always doing stuff, but he's never in main feuds anymore. And Matt Hardy, for me, I mean, we, I think we spoke about it before, but I don't think his run in AEW has been particularly good. Um, I'm not a fan of the, the Hardy family office stuff. Um, I feel like it's bringing down other people in the group even. Um, and I don't think his matches are particularly great anymore. And the fact that he's winning these feuds sometimes, I don't really understand it, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, that was my my thing from Rampage because I really enjoyed Rampage. Apart from that, um, last week, I thought it was a good show to put on for like half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever it is, before the pay-per-view. Just a, a good little wrestling show, some really good, um, some good things on it. You know, you had um, Bobby Fish and Jungle Boy on there. You had Team Taz trying to recruit Dante Martin. You had all sort, all this good stuff. Um, and then I just thought it ended really, really flat. And sometimes the the ending of a show is what crucial. you remember, isn't it? Yeah, it's what you remember. And I just remember watching Rampage, thinking. Oh, I didn't really like that. But actually, the rest of the show was good. I just didn't enjoy the main event. Um, so, yeah, that put me down on that. That's the only thing on AEW, I think, this week. Full Gear, Dynamite, Rampage, across all three three of those shows. It's probably the only thing I didn't like on Dynamite, on, on AEW, sorry. But it was I really didn't like it so much that it almost ruined Rampage for me as a show. No, I, I have nothing to comment on that. Just I agree. Yeah, yeah, it just it was just. I've made my comments clear on Matt Hardy and and Orange Cassidy actually. Yeah. Um, that I think Matt's done. Uh, it, it definitely in this this character, he could maybe turn it around, but I just. I, if he was still like broken, Matt, like he was, I think he'd be okay. I like that character, but maybe he should this... break because he's doing so <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, just yeah, turn I... into broken Matt again and do some deleting. And Orange Cassidy, hot and cold. I get bored of it quite quickly. Um, I loved him at first, but it's just... Once you've seen that gimmick, gimmick, it's kind of... Bored of hands in pockets and yeah, kicks and things. Once you've seen it a few times, it's kind of... It is what it is. It's just there, isn't it, really? It's not really... 
that good. There's no level. There's no layers to it. That's the problem. You're not no, going to get. Do anything else, does he? No, that, that is the problem. It's quite one dimensional in that sense. Um, he is a good. Like when he gets serious, I like it. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the time, it's just not that good. Unfortunately, he has made the list. The list of skids. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think we are probably I think that's done that. it for today. So thank you very much. I hope you're all fully charged. We need to recharge our batteries. Um, we've been Recharge Wrestling. As always, you can follow us on social media. We are at Recharge Wrestle because we couldn't get Recharge Wrestling. Uh, we're part of the Robot Republic group, which is at Robot Republic underscore. Don't forget that underscore. Please interact with us on Twitter. Whoever you want to send us a public message, private message, ask us a question for the pod. Um Please tune in again next week. Um, we're going to be discussing Survivor Series yeah, quite heavily. Be, so it's going to be another that. big one. So yep. a couple of biggies. Um, yeah, that's it. Hope you enjoy it and see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.